Kalinda takes the lead. He drew a length to maybe yesterday. Never ever doubt the king of straight racing. The trans-Tasman superstar kicks home to win it. Postman Pat by one length. Sunnyside Zeus all out. Grabbed firstly by Alfie Moon. But now by Zohar Bale who powers away. And here is a deserved Victorian champion. Yes, hello and welcome to the Green Light on Premier Racing Podcast. Talking all things nationals in the sports bet studios in Melbourne. I'll tell you what, I'm excited about the nationals this year on our home soil in Melbourne town. Straight track championship Saturday morning, the 26th of August. Then Saturday night we go to the Meadows for the national sprint and the national distance. It's going to be an amazing day of racing and it's got a bit of an international flavour as well this year with the uh, the staying race having a New Zealand representative as well. So the Kiwis have come to Melbourne to try and pinch all of our prize money. But straight off the top, I'm going to welcome a great mate of mine, uh, Corey Smith, who's on the podcast, ready to have a bit of a yarn and find a few winners. Smithy, how are you, mate? Very, very good, Jim. I'm uh, happy to be here, and it was good to see that off the top of the show, you made it all about yourself, only including the, <laughs> the replays that you'd called. So uh, it's standard as per normal with the Green Light On podcast <laughs> Mate, this week. Normal programming. I wasn't too sure if we had the rights to show others, Smithy. I'm, I'm not like that. I'm not like <laughs> you. If you were calling, mate, that's all we'd hear. Uh, on my right-hand <laughs> side, another great mate of mine is uh, Mitchie Abaya from Sportsbet. So you're on your home deck here, mate. You look very comfortable. Yeah, love it here. Uh, it's a good place to be. But yeah, great racing. Uh, it's an exciting week coming up, and these box draws will determine a lot, but uh, we'll dissect and try and find a few winners. I'm absolutely loving the fact that all three finals, the two group ones are on Saturday night and we get to see straight track greyhound racing in the spotlight really on the Saturday morning. So to have all three on the one big day, it's the grand final for, for national greyhound racing, really. Yeah, it certainly is. I, I'm a massive fan of straight racing, as, as you two boys are as well. And to have it on the same day, it kind of does bring it into the spotlight. And we've got a cracking race that's going to be put together. The only thing I'm going to be a little bit concerned about is backing up from the awards night the night before, Jim. So uh, hopefully not too bad. And we might find our way out there and uh, find a few winners. After seeing your form last Friday night at the, <laughs> the, uh, the Industry Awards night, I tell you what, he was loose, this well, boy. We might have to ask you for a few tips, I reckon. No, I've been told three, three Brownlow votes when it comes to, uh, to best on ground. Myself and everyone has said that. I went hard, but uh, had a bit of fun. Hey, let's get to run of the week. Uh, we're all going to have runs of the week, but for me, I'm taking a look at Hillsville again because I was calling the race, Smithy. Uh, but I'm starting with Unleashed Kalinda because uh, this, is, this is a greyhound who, I'll be honest, I wrote him off. Um, and he jumps from box number one, maybe yesterday from box number eight. They're probably both drawn a little bit upside down. Like Unleashed Kalinda clearly is better drawn on the outside and maybe yesterday's drawn better on the inside. Cybertruck's the most underrated greyhound going around in box seven. He split them up until the last 100 metres, but Unleashed Kalinda gets the job done. He wins it by half a length from maybe yesterday, but you look at the rest of the field, boys. I know, I know a lot of people are saying, oh, Jimmy, you're wrong. You're potting Unleashed Kalinda, but I think both of these dogs right now are vulnerable. I honestly yep. think they are. They're not. They're not dominating straight racing like they were three months ago. And there's some. There's some talent interstate, and that does worry me for the Victorians. Yeah, you're right. There's plenty of talent. We saw Valhalla do his exhibition trial and went 1915 mm. or so. So uh, there's plenty of speedy dogs around, and and it just goes to show the the strength of straight track racing all around Australia. That arguably the two fastest greyhounds that we've seen in uh, in Victoria at Hillsville at, down the straight is. Uh, maybe yesterday and Unleashed Kalinda and they've got some stiff competition uh, on Saturday. I've honestly said they're the two greatest straight track dogs I've ever seen. So when I say I'm potting Unleashed Kalinda, yep. I'm still saying he's the greatest straight track dog of all time. But he is yep. three and a half. I think people forget he started racing pretty late. So he's not a spring chicken by any stretch of the imagination. No, and he's probably not going as well as he was maybe two months ago. And he's still flying. Oh, he's still, he's yeah, still, still 18, 18, 19 oh, no. yesterday. Uh, I don't think there was any excuses for both of them yesterday. They both probably went to the best of their ability. Maybe yesterday, I know you said probably the draw was a concern, didn't look to crash down, didn't find any bother. Um, Cybertruck, one of the, probably the most hit or miss greyhounds going around, but has loads of ability. But I think you can throw Peter Gallo in the, in the discussion with the, the best straight dogs, but yeah, arguably at the moment. And maybe yesterday and Unleashed yeah. Kalinda are hard to beat. And box draws are going to be absolutely everything. And on this big edition of the Green Light on Premier Racing, we do have the exclusive rights to the uh, the box draws. So we're going to get them done in just a moment. We are going to catch up with Daniel Roberts, who's flown. He's jetted in from New Zealand just to come to the podcast. That's, and to that's, race his that dog. That is commitment. And to race his dog in the Nationals <laughs> as well, boys. But uh, good on Danny sitting in the back uh, background here. But we are going to introduce our stewards now, uh, two very, very formal-looking stewards who are going to pull apart the box draw. Their job is obviously to spin the barrels on the right-hand side that we're seeing. That'll be like a little yowie coming out. Yep. That'll have the name of the greyhound. And on the left-hand side will be the box they draw. So we'll start off with the National Straight Track Championship, Hillsville, Saturday morning, the 26th of August. We can spin the barrel now. 
Ladies and gents, and let's have a look at this. I tell you what, box draws are everything in straight Amazing. racing when you've got Unleashed Kalinda maybe yesterday, Valhalla who wants an inside draw, it is going to be huge. So we'll start off by getting the first name drawn and then we'll get their box that they're jumping from. And we have got Valhalla. Greyhound that we touched oh, on before. Oh, Hello. Valhalla drawing box number one. So it's won the red for Valhalla. Uh, 1915 first trial look, ran home in 1240s. That is, that is scary. Won the Queensland State Final. Handles the trolley lure as well. As race well at Albion Park. A lot of upside Valhalla. On to uh, number two. Could make the race for something else, so he's not blistering early. So if maybe yesterday lobs in two, could get to the fence. You can miss the start off the uh, inside draw over the 350. Oscar Os Moses. Box number four for Oscar Moses. So it's four Oscar Blue Moses. For the New South Welshman, Jim. What's that? Lou for the New South Welshman. Yeah. Makes sense, it does it? And we're in the Sports Bet Blue Studios, and yeah, I think he's owned been, by it. a former rugby league star as well, Oscar Moses. So. And he was good. He, uh, he's, he's winning the state final absolutely outstanding. So we move on and we've got uh, maybe yesterday. Oh, box seven. Now, you said wanted to be sticky. drawn down near the inside. Jim goes to box seven. But you made a good point. Didn't crash right no. over the rail from box, uh, box eight either. Give us, un give us Unleashed Kalinda out of the pink and uh, then we've got the real race on. Here we go. Cash on delivery. Now he's a wide runner cash on delivery. Has come up with box number five. 34 starts, 19 wins. Won the Murray Bridge Cup this year. Uh, and he also ran second in the state final for Adelaide, drawing box number five for Ash Griffiths. So we move on. Shall not. This is a really good dog. Ooh, Ooh box number two. One about 13 in a row up in New South Wales. Came until down to Hillsville and got came, rolled by your dog, Until mate. it came down to Hillsville and got swept up by the reverse sweep. Uh, where's the reverse sweep in the Nationals, Mitchie? Uh, no, he's not uh, not up to this calibre. He's a good dog, though, uh, shall not. Uh, on to Bye Bye Raider. Trialled at Hillsville Exhibition. Trialled around 1934. Has come up with box number eight. So box number eight there for Bye Bye Raider. It leaves Unleashed Kalinda and Federal Outlaw. And we'll start off here with uh, Federal Outlaw. This is the winner of the state final in South Australia. Box number six. Now, I want to go back through Federal Outlaw's form, boys, just before we get the last one, which is obviously going to be Unleashed Kalinda. Federal Outlaw, before he went to Adelaide, he won at the Meadows in 30.06. But the concern I had for him is he's never broken 19 seconds in Adelaide at Murray Bridge. Now, yeah. the flip side of that, I reckon, is Murray Bridge, they run on a dead flat surface. Yep. At Hillsville, the straight track is actually on a bit of an incline, Smithy. I'm not sure if you knew that. You ever run up the straight? Uh, not personally, I no, have. Jim. I've, I've gone and watched plenty of races, but yeah. I haven't, uh, I haven't actually, got the runners on and gone for a jog. No. I have, and what I've worked out with, uh, with straight track racing at Hillsville, it's roughly 0.3 the difference. So if you run 19 flat at Murray Bridge, you'll run 19.30. Uh, Federal Outlaw and Cash On Delivery, they've never broken 19 at, at Murray Bridge. That's about a 19.30 run, so they're going to find it hard. The last dog we see is Unleashed Kalinda drawing box number three. So there is the full draw for the National Straight Track Championship, a Group 3 level to be ran at Hillsville. One Valhalla, box number two shall not, three Unleashed Kalinda, down to four Oscar Moses, back to five Cash On Delivery, uh, going into box number six. Who was into box number six? Federal Outlaw. And seven, maybe yesterday, and box number eight for Bye Bye Raider. What do we what do we make of that, boys? Who's going to win that race? It's an intriguing one. Uh, I don't think uh, any of the greyhounds nah. that really need to be in a certain spot kind of drew that spot. Or maybe Valhalla's the one, but uh, as we strong. yeah, as as we said, can miss the start a little bit from box number one when they're having one of their first few starts at, at Hillsville. But I think he's the one that's drawn beautifully. Unleashed Kalinda, maybe yesterday we saw them uh, from inside and outside draws respectively in the state final. They're going to be hard to beat. Obviously on the home deck, but Valhalla's probably the one that I think's one out of the box draw. Personally. I'll tell you what, I I'm, think I'm with the New South Wales dog. Which Os one? Oscar? Shall not. I shall, shall not. not. Right? Really? Yep, I'm jumping off ship. I'm getting getting away Shit, from the Victorians. That took a lot, didn't it? That took, no, no, I, I reckon maybe, maybe yesterday starts my favourite. Valhalla day. misses the kick off the red, correct? Just yep. a little bit. Yeah, just a little the bit. The three Unleashed Kalinda wants to veer up the track. Yep. Go watch Shall Not's replay at Richmond. If you're tuning into this podcast, jump on, on the website, go back and watch the replay, jump from seven, tried to come across, just got hammered, 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 and kept on grinding home. Now comes up with box two, drawn yeah. better than Oscar Moses. Let's not forget this is the best, probably the best dog with Mr. America to come out of New South Wales straight track greyhound racing, and it is drawn to win, let me and, tell you. And Darren Sultana did a, a really good thing coming to Hillsville, trialled, and then raced. I know he got beaten in that race, but he's had a couple of looks, so uh, he's got absolutely no excuses, Shall Not. My question to you, can it break 19 seconds? Yes. It can? Yep. 
well, then it can win. But I think this, I think the seven, <laughs> I think the seven's beautifully drawn out there. There's not a lot of speed drawn around it. It's going to just whiz down the outside, and um, it was awful. Well, not unlucky, but it was thereabouts to win yesterday. I think it turns the tables. Give me unleash Kalinda. All right, there we go. Don't give Jeez. me your selections just yet, boys, because we will do a punters punning club later, and that's when I want to find out who we're actually going to lock in as our selections earlier on uh, in the week. Of course, these finals will be run on Saturday, but we're going to swing our attention now from straight track to circle, the national distance. But off the top, Corey Smith came to me earlier in the week, and he. Said, Jimmy, let me do a run of the week, run of the series. Take it away, Smithy. I did do that, Jim, and I wanted to pick one where uh, you weren't doing the call. So I've gone up to Queensland. <laughs> he doesn't like me, does he? He doesn't like me. I've gone with the, uh, the white flash or whatever they call her up there. She's an abs- the thunder from down under. The white wonder. Plenty of names, the white wonder. Days of thunder. We see what she does here. She, she actually jumps okay usually, but then she goes straight back through the field. Doesn't love the pressure. She's only a 24 kilo girl. Having her final race start apparently uh, this Saturday night. So she's an absolute ripper and she just rockets home, Days of Thunder. So uh, I think we went a little bit early on the replay there, but another lap, she goes and finds the front. Here we go. So we see her start working into into her work, really, and going around Bogey Hurricane and Blue Hornet, and you just see her flash home. Select Moment, who I was tipping uh, with you, Peacock, Unfortunately, couldn't get the job done, but Days of Thunder, she's a star. We've seen her down at the Meadows before, uh, and she comes again, having her last race start, as I said, and I think she's going to be really hard to beat once she uh, gets into her work. One of my all-time favourites. I'm a huge fan of Days of Thunder. Uh, the only thing with the Greyhound is if there's pressure, um, she's straight out the back. She hates the pressure, so she'll look to hook wide and try and scout around. It's just whether she can give some of those Zohar Bale types, Parlour King, the chance out in front and try and run them down, but has one of the biggest motors, I think, in Greyhound racing. Box draws are irrelevant for me when it comes to Days of Thunder because she will get back and she will come storming home at the end. And that's probably, I guess, the case with a few Greyhounds in staying racing. Box draws don't tend to matter as much, but if Zohar Bale draws the right side of the track he'll be mighty hard to beat so we are going to turn our attention now to the box draw for the national distance we're going to go through runner by runner to kick start chat a little bit about them get to know them i think we all know zohar bale who's the first runner we're going to discuss oh, look my, my comment that i wrote about zohar bale he's had 45 starts now 16 wins one hundred and seventeen thousand dollars. i don't think that really speaks volumes of what he's doing at the moment he he has taken to staying racing like a fish would take to water Oh, that's nice, Jim. That is beautiful work there. Uh, but I, I was, honestly, I was probably one of the ones that was knocking him a little bit going into that second up staying performance. I always think there's a little knock uh, over the 700 at their mm. second crack at it, but he just blew it out of the water. He, he just said, no, Smithy, you are completely and utterly wrong. I am a different sort of breed. And I spoke to Mark Delbridge the other day and apparently he pulled up out of that run absolutely mm. superbly. Yeah, he came from a long way off him too, uh, at both Meadows and Sandown wins in blistering time. I can't say I've seen a dog run 42-37 at the Meadows uh, in a while. Mm. So, um, yeah, he always had a huge opinion of the dog, Mark Delbridge said, the only one in the litter that will stay. Mm. 27.5 kilos, only a pocket <laughs> rocket, but my goodness, he packs a punch. On to Zipping Vanessa for New South Wales. I'm telling you now, sportsbet.com.au, where we're filming this, have her rated at $12 at the moment pre-box draw. Overs, 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 Smithy. You're on the same chain of thought that I'm on. This is this Greyhound is a genuine rock star. She's only young, six starts over the 720 at Weddy Park for four wins, 41.61 PB. To put that in perspective, Palawa King has never broken 42 at Wetworth yep. Park, but he's only had one run over the 700 pretty much in the last 12 months. The rest were when he was a baby. But 41.61, Smithy, I can see you're actually lick, you're genuinely licking your lips. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see where the box draw ends up, Jim, but it's a, it's a race, the New South Wales race that we can easily tie into Victorian form line. She beat Palawa King who came down a couple of races. We'll talk, talk about him in a moment. Corborn Magic who we've seen down here plenty of times as well beat him as well. So as you said she's a stayer on the rise and I think she's a, a little bit over the odds in oh. the in the pre-box draw market so it'll be interesting to see where uh, where she lobs and what box draw she can get. Trialed over the 600. 914, 22, 12, 34, uh, I think that early split was probably something that mm. uh, I'm excited about. I think she'll be somewhere in the forward half of the field and yeah. yeah they're strong as an ox these zippings dogs a lot of back markers in this race so she is going to be one of the front runners palawa king's another of those uh, back markers wild card entrance so for new south wales 43 starts 19 wins he's won 444,000. that's that's a staggering effort but I, I reckon jackie smith's done a really good job with this dog because he's kept coming back to melbourne over those 600 meter runs just to make him so familiar with the meadows that he's it's, it's almost a home track advantage for him um his run was massive in sydney he ran second um he had no right to get as close as he did no and he's a dog that relies on luck a little bit i think if this race was at sandown we wouldn't be probably talking about him in the same sort of discussions we are at the meadows he had two runs over 600 at the meadows 34 33 34 18. i think he just loves the meadows more than he loves sandown so uh, a dog that will rely on a bit of luck but 
but boy oh boy he's got a huge engine. Mm. You fellas just touched on the, the training performance of Jack Smith and I don't think he's put a foot wrong at all yet. Jack knows his way down the, down the, way, down the Hume on the way Imagine down from Forbes. Bill. The petrol bill will be big but uh, he's come down. I don't think it really <laughs> well, it's come, a good point. He's come down plenty of times over the years with Feral Frankie, Jungle Juice, the likes of that. Palawa King's his next uh, big star and I think the way that he's just programmed the races. A couple of 600s at the Meadows, the 700 at Wentworth Park and then uh, into this race he's, he's going to be a massive, massive chance. Massively versatile as well. He won at Winnie Park over the 520 and flew not too long ago. We're moving on to Ballistic Ant for WA. Uh, Cause one of the upsets of the year to win the state final at $90.90 on the local tote. 35 starts, 7 wins. My comment's a little bit harsh. Sorry Enzo. Uh, pacey but maybe not up to this. Yeah, but a great great thrill for Connections to come over and have a, have a throw at the stumps. Yeah, if you're going to feature in a race uh, with the greyhounds that are in this, you'd probably want to run a bit quicker than 42, I think 10 yeah, or so around right. Cannington. So, um, yeah, probably out of its depth, but you've got to be in the race to win it and has got up at 90 to 1 before. So, can do it. Um, yeah, it can do it at odds. <laughs> exactly right. It wouldn't be a complete shock because it has done it previously. But I know the team had another runner in the race that ended up running second in the state final and they thought... Maybe they might have been a better chance if they had have got that one through. There you go. What about Days of Thunder? The pride of Queensland, the white wonder. This will be her last start. You mentioned that a moment ago, boys. So Warren Nichols deciding what a way to go out. It's like the grand final almost if you're a footballer to, to come to the, the Nationals, represent your state yep. and race the best of the best. And yeah, the thing I didn't like about, about her, she's had four tries in Victoria. Her best finish in her four tries in Victoria. Do you know where it is? Uh, I think she finished fourth at fourth, Sandown. Fourth at Sandown. She's never hit. The, you, you've checked my notes. No, I haven't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> never hit the podium in in Melbourne, which is which is a worry when you're coming up against this opposition. In saying that, one of them was a Top Gun performance. Yeah, exactly right. A Top Gun performance, and you could yeah. make the case that a Top Gun performance uh, it stacks up pretty well Strong. in comparison to a race like this. So uh, she's in form. She's a greyhound that has travelled before. She's she's been there. She's done that. She's faced high pressure races. She comes from a long way back, as we saw in that uh, that replay there, but. She's she's a big chance. You can never never write her off. No, Boys and you said before about box draws. She's uh, won 19 races in the career. 12 of them have come from boxes one to mm. four. Never drawn box five in 67 starts in its career, which is staggering. Maybe today. Yeah, maybe today. Maybe and today. Uh, it's, she's uh, won seven times from boxes six to eight, so preferably down near the inside. But mm. I don't know if I've seen a dog with a bigger motor mm. uh, later on in the races than she's got. Charges to the pose. Sipping Neutron, uh, one of two for Timmy Aloisi. Amazing training effort to have a runner representing yeah. your state in the, the distance and the sprint. 45 starts as we see, 18 wins $104,000 in prize money. Uh, really, really good Greyhound this one, but yeah, look, it's, it's going to be tough against a Greyhound low Zohar bow, you have to say, wouldn't you, Smith Dog? The benefit of uh, zipping Neutron is it's going to be in front of the Greyhounds like Palawa King, Zohar mm. bow, Days of Thunder. Yeah. Uh, at its exhibition trial, went 4.99 early and then 16.10 to the second split. So that's good enough early speed to be right up the pointy end of the race in the early stages. Whether he's going to be having the class of some of these other runners, that remains to be seen, but he's going to put himself in the right spot. He's a beautiful big big animal that uh, will use a nice big stride and be hard to beat if he can get out in front and there's things that go wrong behind. The thing for me with Zipping Neutron that I think a lot of people might not consider, only been racing in four dog fields over in South yeah. Australia, come up against an eight dog field, I reckon uh, a bit of pressure around and you might think, oh gee, what's going on here instead of having it all his own way in South Australia, but has been flying over there in the trial 4296 is Respectable. I reckon you've hit the nail right on the head, Mitchie, because when you go back and watch his South Australian run, he jumped beautifully, but there was nothing to pressure him no, through nothing. the middle part of the race. When That's his weak point. Yep. If he's got a knock zipping Neutron, it's the middle part of the race. He can jump well, and he's pretty strong at the end, but his middle section, I reckon from 16 seconds to 35, he's a little bit vulnerable. And when you've got dogs like Zohar Bale, uh, a couple of these other ones, Palawar King, when they're, making, when they're making that mid-race move, I'm just not sure yep. he's going to handle it. Yep. Uh, on too fast, Minardi. This Greyhound's pretty impressive from, uh, from Tassie. 33 starts, 18 wins, 12 seconds and a third. So 33 race starts in the top two 30 times, $118,000 in prize money. Now, I did a little bit of researching, a bit of digging, because there was only three greyhounds in the state final. Nah, no good on a shovel. My hands just, just chow up like you wouldn't believe. But I'll tell you now, 42.20 PB, from, from Tasmania. Winburn Ruby's probably the greyhound that we could sort of draw a parallel with. She went 42.03 around Launceston, then came to Sandown Park and went 42.04 uh, in a heat of, I think it was the Bold Trees or the Sandown Cup, whatever it was. Uh, what was it? The... I think it was the Sandown Cup. Either way. But um, so it's probably a similar type of time. Therefore, does Fast Minardi come across as maybe a 42.20 dog at Sandown Park, which no disrespect is going to make it hard against this field? Oh, it's going to make it hard for sure. But uh, again, you touched on the point of the four dog fields. Tasmania, it's a, a 
it's a three dog field, but I've spoken to a few people that uh, do a little bit of Tasmanian form. They reckon this is a properly fast animal. Over over the 520, you can run sort of low 29s sort of thing down there uh, at Launceston. So is a is a fast animal, and if you can get out in front, I keep saying this, a lot of the big chances are back markers. So yeah. he just has to get out in front, and that's that's his best avenue to win. Private trialling today at the Meadows too, I believe. Fast yeah, it be nice to get a little intel mm. on uh, what it's gone, but uh, we might have to hit the big man up over here for yeah, that later giving on. giving away nothing. He said no, those private not. trials, they are private, aren't they, Smithy? Well, to be honest, Jim, they're, they're happening kind of as we're recording, <laughs> so I can't, I can't really give you too much information. Tell you what, speaking of uh, on the move whilst we're recording, this greyhound's currently sitting in, uh, what do they call it, customs? Yeah, quarantine. Uh, one of the Opawa two. Louise, all of the way from New Zealand. For Dan Roberts, uh, he tells us he's only had her for about 14 starts. 39 overall for three wins, $29.9,000 in prize money. And we just actually watched the replay a moment yeah. ago with, with Dan, the trainer. Tell you what, she was pretty impressive. And, and the 700 and, what is it, 730, 30. is it? Yeah. At the Meadows, Smithy? 730 at the Meadows, Jim. Yeah, there you go. They, they got it wrong, for those think, who are wondering what Dan's we're doing. I think Dan's wondering if we can change it to 930. Well, that's what I was going to say. I've seen in that race. Gee, a 1,000 metre belt. Like I think if you look at that overall record, it obviously doesn't look great. But as you just touched on, Dan's only had her for a short period and she was never trialled, tried over further uh, previous to him having her. So I think the... the kind of overall record doesn't show the real story and as he said we watched the replay just off air and uh, she's she's got a fair bit of ability and she's going to be coming at them late. Now the green light on podcast we're all about finding winners right? Um, do yourself a favour Black Book of Power Louise for yeah. a little race that's held in the middle part of the year called the Silver Collar. It's over a hell of a lot further 779, than... 779, Yeah, and, and she is going to need every bit of the 779, isn't she, Dan? Look at him. He's about to come over and give you a whack he's, around he's, the no, ears. He was like, you just knocked me price yeah, off. Yeah, just, just killed his odds. <laughs> but he's, he's nodding his head. He's in a grand. So let's get into this box draw because it is so important for the national distance. Not maybe as important as the sprint, but if a zipping Vanessa draws one, you think she genuinely finds the lead and can be pretty hard to beat. So we'll get the stewards to spin the barrel to commence the draw for the national distance. I'd love to know what Dan wants. Can you hold, hold up your fingers and what box draw you'd like? Doesn't, Doesn't care. Doesn't care. There you go. That's staying racing for you, isn't it? <laughs> Looks like middle of the ran middle of the track when yeah. uh, we watch your lure, maybe a lure line. All right, here we go. So up first, the first draw that we have is Zipping, Zipping Vanessa. Vanessa, and she's drawn seven. seven. So seven for Zipping Vanessa, 27 months of age, so she's still very young. What do we make of the draw? I would have preferred her drawn inside. Yeah, for sure, but there's not a huge amount of speed, though, so if yeah. she can nail the start, she's going to be hard to beat regardless. She, carves, she could carve the pink into it, depending on who it is. Mm. Start could be important for her, and like you say, it's what draws around her that could be. Here's a power Louise, and she's come up with box six. number six. We'll have to ask Dan what his thoughts are there, Just but I don't tick, think box yeah. number six is exactly uh, the draw that we wanted. No, nah, look, you probably, if, if you haven't had a lot of racing at the Meadows, you probably would draw a one, two, or three where you can yep. sight the lure, try and get lucky through the first corner and hold your position. Yeah, but I, I, a lot of distance dogs, when pressure comes across, they like to pull the pull pin out, yeah. and, and clip over heels, so I reckon I'd almost rather be drawn out wide and just hope that I get a scoot around. Yep. Moving on then to the third greyhound. So far we've got Zipping Vanessa drawn box number seven, Apawa Louise box number six, and now we've got Ballistic Ant drawn box number eight. So all wide. Yeah, they're all out wide at the moment. Uh, Ninety dollar winner in the state finals. Going to find it uh, a little bit tricky, I think. Ballistic Ant drawn box number eight. Yeah, I think so. And Zip, uh, sorry, Zipping Vanessa might get a nice old run mm. from out wide now um, with a limited pressure from the pink. Yeah, although in saying that, I reckon Ballistic Ant can show a little bit of pace. It does have a little bit of pace. Uh, probably not the classiest of all runners, but does have some pace. Mm. So could put a bit put a bit of curry on early. Well, I'll tell you what, we're leaving a few of the big guns till late. We've got box number three for Zohar Bale. I think he would be licking his lips now, Zohar Bale, in box number three. The perfect draw because he doesn't... Box draws aren't hugely important, but I think when he draws near the rail, he can just tuck into the race, hold a position, and he's got that powerful finishing burst. Yeah, he's going to find a spot about two or three pairs back, and he's going to wind into it uh, in the beautiful stage. And I reckon Lisa and Mark Dalbridge are going to be very, very happy with that it's one. Reminding me of the peloton in the cycling, yeah. you know, when they sort of just camp behind <laughs> yeah. and they, they get that slipstream run. That's so hard bailed, and he's drawn exactly to do that. Yeah, and I think if uh, Zipping Neutron can probably lob in somewhere the four box four and just give it a nice card into that first turn and then push off when the pressure comes, uh, that mm. rail might open up for Zohar. Well, Zohar Bale in box number three, the uh, the standout of the series, I think you could say so far. We move on now to the next greyhound to be drawn. We've got three Zohar Bale, seven Zipping Vanessa, eight Ballistic Ant, six Apawa Louise, and the speed of the Tasmanian, the Taswegian from Down Bash Strait, Fast Minardi, box number four, Smithy. What do we make of that trialling now? Is there any chance you could get on your phone and find out how Fast Minardi's <laughs> gone for me? I think it leads. 
Uh, it'll be it'll be close to it. Uh, I definitely think it'll be it'll be one of those that'll kind of put the pressure on early, and I don't think box four will be too much of an issue. Nah. Yeah, well, look, look what's drawn to go inside it. Days of Thunder, Parlour were King, Zipping Neutron. That's the key to the race. To <laughs> no, there's no speed there. This yeah. thing just goes straight to the front. There's money for it too early too. There we go. Fast Minardi drawing box number four. The expected leader, the boys reckon, will go straight to the front and run a, a very, very big race. We move on now. We've got Zipping Neutron, who's drawn the plum. Box nah, number this, one. This is the leader. This is the leader reckon now. reckon he'll lead? I reckon he'll lead with uh, with the draws directly outside. He's either got Palawa King or Days of Thunder to his direct outside, and then he's got Zohar Bale. There's no pressure there early. He's going to lead for me. Smithy drank too much on Friday night, clearly. <laughs> he's still 4 99 early in the exhibition yeah, trial. Yeah, he did actually yeah, but trial. No so pressure, but no, no pressure. No pr and he's not, gonna, he's not drawn to get pressure here. With Fast Minardi will pressure him, I reckon. That's the one. So if he can punch up and hold that, then I think he's going to lead. I'll tell you what, Fart, there's a bit riding on Fast Minardi's trial Monday afternoon, isn't there? There is. I'll tell you. Corey better get on the phone in a second. <laughs> we'll try and get some info before the end of the podcast, that's for sure, uh, on what Fast Minardi did because uh, this greyhound's holding a, a key. Palawa King, box five for Ray or Jack Smith, however you want to call him. I, I don't think the draw's bad for him because oh. maybe you would have preferred him drawing in two or three if he could have so he can just get straight on the fence. But have you boys seen his 600-metre runs? Yeah. Like, he literally flops out the back, gives him three lengths and says, all right, Let's get down to business. And yeah. It's almost it's almost tactical what he does though. It is, but he's going to be flopping out the back with days of, and and days of thunder is going to be lobbed mm. on the fence. So what days of thunder now goes into two? We'll soon find out. Just to uh, to get that confirmed, the formalities of the box draw. Well, days of not. thunder. Yeah, I would have been yeah. concerned. Yeah, <laughs> it didn't pop up that well, way. We just we just have to make sure we're dotting the eyes and the same the draw case. that she had in the state final. Days of thunder. So uh, still doesn't draw the five. <laughs> I was yeah. about to say that. <laughs> Never drawn the five. Well, let's take a look at the draw. Uh, for this, the national distance. Zipping Neutron, Days of Thunder, Zohar Bale. What, what do we make of that? Zo I think Zohar Bale's come out the winner of the box draw. Yeah, and I think Fast Minardi's probably the other one. I think probably the loser out of the box draw is Parlour King. If I'm... That, that, that's my honest assessment first up. And I think Days of Thunder could be a little sneaky down near the fence. Reserves, Moraine, Susie and Alfie Moon. I reckon Palawa King would have preferred drawn underneath of Days of Thunder because yep. the last thing you want yep. is getting stuck on the outside of the White Wonder and they're sort of getting locked in a bit of a duel early. Yeah, well, that, that's going to be the interesting part, isn't it? A few of these favoured runners, the two, the three, and the five, Days of Thunder, Zohar, Bale, Palawa, King, they all get back and they run on. So uh, it'll be interesting to see where we can kind of figure out this speed map and where, where some of these greyhounds get to. But uh, it's not clear cut, that's for sure. It's going to be an intriguing race, no doubt about that. Well, you know I love you, Smithy, but I'm going to kick you off because there's a man of much more importance who's about to jump <laughs> on the set by the name of Dan Roberts. And here is that great man all of the way from New Zealand, fresh off a flight. He only arrived about uh, two or three hours ago, Dan Roberts, and he's straight in on set to have a chat about his greyhound of Power Louise in the Nationals representing New Zealand. Dan, welcome, mate. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks, mate. I haven't been in Melbourne too long, but you've got me on seat already, so yeah, don't miss it. around. Mate, you're a bit of a rock star straight in, uh, straight in the, in the chair here in the Sports Bet Studios. Talk to me about uh, your involvement. Before we chat to Parwa Louise and the great thrill of becoming uh, a representer for, for New Zealand Greyhound Racing here in Australia, how, how did you get involved? You're the son of Craig, uh, one of the best trainers in, in New Zealand. Is that how it all sort of began for you? Yeah, it's a bloodline thing for me, yep. uh, Jim. Born into it, uh, got my licence as soon as I turned 18 and haven't really looked back. And it's a bit of a dream come true to be representing New Zealand over here and especially in, in Melbourne and at the Meadows. Yeah, and how long have you been training your dogs yourself obviously you would have been helping the old boy out since you were probably in nappies but how long have you how long have you been out there in your own name training greyhounds uh yeah well, like i said i got my license when i was as soon as i turned 18 so i'm coming up 25 so yeah. close to seven years now and uh, i didn't expect to be making a trip across the tasman yeah. quite so soon probably what is it what is it that you love about greyhound racing like what 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 drives you to want to be a greyhound trainer because not everyone wants to follow in their old man's footsteps which i'm sure craig would be absolutely thrilled to have you on board but what was it that that i, I guess drove you to to say look I want to do this I want to be like my old man and, and try and become one of the great trainers in New Zealand I guess a lot of it comes down for a huge love of the animals yeah. um, you just I can't get enough of them they're just such supreme athletes and another big part of it is the community the racing communities are quite a, a tight-knit group um, I'm sure it's the same over here as well as it is back home and yeah that's two of the things I love most about it yeah. What do you reckon, Mitchie? Apawa Louise, what do you reckon about this greyhound? Can she can she get the job done? You said to me off air, it's going to be tough for her. Now we've got the great man Dan sitting here. Well, he said before, he said, don't be afraid to say she'll run stone cold last. She will definitely not run last. But yeah. what we saw before in the uh, in the uh, win to get over here, um, super strong. If 
if you can find a spot early, yeah. you know, he'll rattle home late. Um, holds the middle of the track, so not going to have to worry about any of those bunching up on the fence. Uh, I'd like to know it at trials uh, when it has a look at the track just yeah. to see how it handles it, but um, we'll definitely improve off that. And you got to be in it to win it. And the thing is, you know, it's going to, you know, be in it for a long way being a distance time. Super duper strong, they tell me. And we saw that replay, Dan, absolutely powered to the line. But you said to us, you know, you don't really care too much about the result. You're going to come here and have more bloody fun than any bloke that's ever come to Australia to race a greyhound. Tell me more about that. Yeah, well, I'm picking you'll see that firsthand maybe Thursday or Friday if you fellas are at the events. Yeah. But uh, now I'm going to do my best by the dog and um, we've come here to take part. And if we can feature on the podium, that would be a bonus. But I'm, I'm here to enjoy myself and make the most of the experience as well. It really is, though, a once-in-a-lifetime experience to represent your country effectively. Like we're, we're talking national state by state. Yeah. You're representing the whole of New Zealand greyhound racing to come and have a, a throw at the stumps. It's such a great achievement just to be here, isn't it? Yeah, it's absolutely unreal. I remember Gary Cleave last year said the emotion didn't really kick in until he was walking around the track and heard the national anthem, so yeah. I'm sort of anticipating that happening to me as well. But yeah, great thrill anyway. It's exciting stuff. It is once in a lifetime. Let's let's have a little bit of a chat about the draw. Um, we've got it here. Zohar Bales drawn box number three, probably the greyhound to beat. Do you follow the Australian racing closely? I follow a lot of the Bale dogs. Obviously, we've got a strong affiliation yeah. back home with the Wheelers, so um, I, yeah, I know a little bit about the Victorian greyhounds. What do you make of Zohar Bale? Have you watched the last couple? Because I tell you what, only little legs, but... I didn't see his first start over, <laughs> over 700, but his uh, his second start, I thought, well, there's no way he's going to win from the position he was going down the back, and then he just unleashed with a, a barn-stalping run and was just too good for them. It was quite freaky, really. Almost Here we go. That's small, 27, yeah. 27 kilos uh, is staggering, but yeah, got I a monster I think my bitch motor. is about bigger than him. Yeah, too, well, yeah. yeah, you might be able to monster him <laughs> a little bit, uh, Paul Louise. There's the draw, box number six. You said you were sort of sitting offset a little bit, but you were still in the set when we were, we were, we were doing the draw, and you sort of said that... For you, it didn't really matter where Apawa Louise was going to draw because she's going to flop back. She's going to not show cracking early speed. What do you What do you make of box number six? I know you'd probably prefer being one, two, or three. Or are you happy out there in box number six? I told myself before I came over I wasn't going to be upset either way. Um, I don't think the draw is going to make or break her chances in this race. Obviously, would have preferred to be on the fence just so she could get down to the rail easily and not worried about getting hampered on her way down there but it is what it is I'm just a bit worried you you fellas seem to suggest there might have been a bit of uh, scouters on the inside of her which could be concerned or she could end up behind them and get a nice run up the fence anyway. I think she's going to get a beautiful could get a beautiful run if Zipping Vanessa and Ballistic Ant come across with speed from the outside uh, Parlour King darts to the fe or drops out and gets to the fence. He might have that beautiful run around him. So uh, I, I don't think I'd be too disappointed with the draw. She's flown in in customs at the moment. Does she get a trial at the track in the lead up? Yeah, um, assuming she's come through the the triple good, which I am anticipating she will. Uh, I'll give her a, a five twenty at the Meadows on Wednesday after the races. And she's generally a dog that would travel fairly well. I wasn't concerned when she won won the race back home to come over for this. She's she's very placid, and I'm I'm assuming she would have just been asleep in that crate the whole time, completely unfazed. Like you on the plane, or yeah, a bit like me on the plane. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Hey, how do, how do the Kiwis look at Australian greyhound racing? Because we like to think myself and Mitchy, we sort of walk around, you know, strutting our stuff a little bit. They call him the peacock because he struts so hard. Um, what do the New Zealanders think of Australian greyhound racing? Like, do you respect it the way that we probably think it is respected around the globe. Yeah, definitely, and and it's it's clear cut that you guys definitely have probably better stock than than what we have. Although we've sent Postman Pat over, and he's yeah. doing a pretty good job. So, um, but yeah, no, we did. It's definitely well respected, and um, like it's just so much more professional over here, probably. And you guys do a great job. I'll tell you what, great talking point, Postman Pat. As a Kiwi, you're proud to see what he's been able to do because how, how we don't see them come to Australia from New Zealand always. And you being part of the Roberts setup, training the bale dogs, you're getting greyhounds that that have either had an indiscretion or something not right here in Victoria. They go across to New Zealand to race on the benefit of the the catch on Lewis. So for a greyhound to go against the trend and go from New Zealand to Australia and then maybe be one of I'm calling him sort of a one in a ten year type postman Pat. Like it must be it must be nice from your perspective, and you must be proud of what he's been able to. Do, even though you don't own him yourself. Nah, yeah, like this, it's good just to, to have a New Zealand dog come over here and, and represent the way he has, and he's done a fantastic job. It's been good publicity for for the greyhound racing scene back back in New Zealand as well, and quite fitting probably as he's come from the late great Ray Adcock's establishment. Yeah. Um, uh, so that's quite fitting, I think. 
He uh, was a wonderful man, Ray Adcock, wasn't he? Passed yeah, away he a couple of years ago. So uh, as I let you run, mate, we, we do wish you well with everything moving forward for the uh, the Nationals. You did say that you're, you're planning on having a big lead up. Uh, when do you go back to New Zealand? You might stick around for a bit or? Yeah, I, I anticipated being a bit too hungover to fly home yeah. Sunday, so I'm staying around till Monday. Profies, profies, <laughs> profies. Yeah. No, no, I, I had a big night last Friday, so I'm done for a while. Hey, Dan, thanks so much for coming in, mate. We wish you well. Good luck. Uh, all the best with the power, Louise. I, I'm, I'm cheering for it. I'd love yeah. to see you go really bloody well. Yeah, thanks very much, fellas. Well, there we go. Dan Roberts, all of the way from New Zealand. Well, my man on my right-hand side, Mitch Abaya, said to me, I need some me time now. It's time for me to get my run of the series out. Take it away, Mitchie. Yeah, my run of the series, uh, and it may be um, yeah, a bit silly, but Postman Pat, there's the split screens. I've got his last run, and then the run before. Now, let's have a look at him off the left of the screen, uh, where he has Aussie Rocks, and he clears him. He gets to the fence, he has Tinker Norm drawn out wide. He's gone a length slower than he did when he was on the screen on the right but the thing on the right hand screen he got a little check there but he had a fire up on the inside of him mm. the whole way kept him off the fence he's run home in about 12 36 on the right hand screen there when he went 30 11 he won the other day and he ran him in 1206 strong so he was super strong to the line when he won the big thing for postman pat he has to get access to that fence that just shows there that that the two races side by side. A fire was giving him carry up the inside. He couldn't get to the spot. He got a little check and he didn't get to do his best work. But when he found the fence next time round, Tinker Norm couldn't run him down. And Tinker Norm can really run. So, um, yeah, my biggest thing for Postman Pat has to get to the fence. It's got blistering early speed. If he can cross anything inside him, they won't see him. Comprehensive, as always, from the Peacock. Box draws everything, though, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And uh, for him, it just all depends on what draws underneath. Well, let's find out because it is now time for the big one, the Group 1 National Sprint Final. This is what we've all been waiting for. We're going to go through runner by runner and try and break down who is going to win the race. And then when the draw comes in, we'll take a look and absolutely nail the form. Uh, starting with the first Greyhound, we're going to highlight Postman Pat, the star from New Zealand, who's had 26 starts, only missing a top three on one occasion, and he's won 263,000. Yeah, he's an absolute superstar. We saw the side-by-side -side replays that uh, Mitchie showed us, and he's tough, he's strong, his run home's good, he does everything right. Mm. What do you reckon? Uh, if he draws one, two, three, I don't think they beat him. Yeah, the draw's pretty important because he has, as you said, with your uh, your run of the week, the analyzer-type segment, he has been a bit unlucky trying to get the fence. Uh, Amron Boy, Mitchie's always said from day one, this dog is no bloody good. <laughs> oh, 52 starts, 21 wins. He's only won 664,000. That's all more than you've earned in your life, Mitchie. Yeah, you're right. Uh, I've actually got a, I've already booked in a couple of straws at start as well for uh, Amron really? Boy. No, I'm joking. I was going to say. Pulling, pulling your leg. But, um, no, he's a class animal. Uh, his last one was a bit disappointing. Pointing, but before that he was very good and he loves the meadows so he'll be primed and ready to rock. It's actually Mitchie's weekly salary that 664k. I wish. <laughs> it's pot calling the kettle black there Jim nah. but I just had a message from the Ennises and Ooh. they just they just said can you please get uh, the peacock to to kind of pot Amron boy yeah, yeah. because that's when he goes he good. Best, so uh, he, he's maybe not been at his best recently, but he's an absolute superstar. He's the perfect wild card because he's just full of X factor. Oh, exactly right. You took the words right out of my mouth. Must have been when I was kissing you, Smithy. Oh. <laughs> what do you reckon? Uh, we move on to uh, Modern Swinger. This greyhound loves an inside draw. <laughs> Jimmy the Modern Swinger. <laughs> Drawn box number one last time in the state final was exactly where he wanted to be. 22 starts, 12 wins, but you've got a stat, Mitchie, on him that he just doesn't really enjoy it out anyway wider than about box number four. No, nah, eight of the 12 wins have come from boxes one to three. So uh, a very, uh, a grain that's very reliant on drawing inside. If it draws out wide, I don't think can feature. When 2980 at Wendy Park, uh, it's an okay sort of time, not flying, not slow, mm. but yeah, inside reliant. Chrissy O'Brien's a very good trainer. He brought down Mortified for the Australian Cup Carnival and she went super and he brings down uh, the little brother Modern Swinger now and I, I think it's right up to this. He's a greyhound that's got a fair bit of early speed and if he can find a spot prominently early, then he's going to be right in this. Mm, can Sage Tennille do it from WA? She's very strong. I was just on radio with Pete O'Neill and he said they're backing the crap out of her on, on the local betting markets over there. Uh, 28 starts, 8 wins. I think she might be a little bit outpaced. Uh, trial went 5.22, 17.83. Good second section. Good foot. Yeah, but for the first split, it's what makes and breaks these races. And when you look at the likes of Postman Pat, um, Raiders Guide, who's got speed, Modern Swinger and Bears Bullet, who we'll talk about shortly as well. All of those got early speed. I don't know where it's going to get to on the first turn. That's the challenge. What about Bears? So, or just, on, just on Sage now, she did go left at box rise. She came out of box four in her exhibition trial and went left, 5.22, got a fair bit wrong. If she can get that down to a 5.10, 5.12, she's right in this race. Her yeah. run home was 12.05. Yeah, so strong. She's, uh, she's a strong girl. 
Very powerful. What about Bears Bullet? Maybe not so powerful, but very, very quick through the marks. 32 starts, 13 wins. It's got some some big scalps up there in uh, in Brisbane. So yep. was racing in that winter carnival against the best greyhounds in the country and and holding sway as well. I've never seen a greyhound, uh, and I followed a fair bit of Albion Park racing, never seen a greyhound consistently run around 544, 546 early. Most greyhounds that are quick early run 550, 555. Mm. And Bears Bullet's just been coming out under the lids. But the concern for me, went 29.74 four runs ago. The last Last three runs has only run around the 30 second mark and looks like it hasn't liked the pressure. It's still finding a way to win, which shows a good sign of a greyhound mm. uh, being able to win in good quality races. So we'll be out in front or thereabouts anyway. Yeah, the key to her chances of getting out in front and getting an uncontested lead. She is tough, but she probably can't run the times that some of these greyhounds like a Postman Patter and Amron Boy getting down to your 29.5s, 29.6s. She's yep. probably not going to do that, but she is going to run fast two sectionals and uh, hopefully she can highball out in front for connections. It's going to be tough for Ravers Army, the uh, South Australian representative. Trialed exhibition-wise only fair, but 51 starts, 23 wins, massive strike rate, $85,000. Uh, started his racing career in Victoria, has gone across to Adelaide and taken, taken South Australian racing by storm and I don't think 500 metres is his pet distance. No, I think uh, an inside draw is a must for uh, Ravers Army. Loves an inside draw. Same thing as probably we said earlier been racing against greyhounds over in South Australia that wouldn't necessarily put a lot of pressure on when it's talking about getting down to the fence and crunching down like a postman Pat Wood. So uh, it's going to rely on a lot of luck going through that first turn. But if there's carnage on the first bend then maybe the uh, one that's uh, slipped up the fence. Yeah, 5.34 early in that exhibition trial. He absolutely stood there, so he will improve on that, but I don't think he can improve that first section well enough to kind of compete in this sort of class. Talk to me about uh, this next runner, Raiders Guide from Tasmania, because the exhibition trial was, was something. Uh, 32 starts, 13 wins, $70,000. Good Tasmanian. Uh, and the trial probably surprised me a little bit. Uh, the, the trial surprised me as yeah. well, to be honest, Jim. They came over in, in that afternoon and well. trialled and then went back. So um, they knew that... They probably weren't expecting a huge amount on the trial session. For, so for it to go 29.92 overall 509 and 509 early. early, that is the key. If it can improve on those sort of sectionals, then it's actually right in a race like this. I wouldn't be discounting the Tasmanian Raiders guide mm. because it's going to have a better preparation coming over a little bit earlier for, for the race this Saturday. Tell you what, Pat may not get it all his own way to the front. There's a lot of speed when you when you break it down, you look at them stacks. individually. There's yeah. stacks of speed. Well, when Postman Pat won last time out in, in 29.79, went 17.73 to that second mm. Marker. Uh, Raiders God went 17.83 in the trial. So, yeah, he's going to be getting a little bit of speed his way. Speaking of a greyhound that can match Postman Pat, Tinker Norm went head-to-head, toe-to-toe with him for a massive section of the race last week. Was probably just beaten off a little bit by the, the strength of Postman Pat, but 37 starts, 14 wins, 14 times in the, the placings. He's won $100,000 and, uh, interestingly enough, he got a run because the New Zealand sprint dog wasn't coming across, therefore yep. he wouldn't have been actually in this particular final. So Craig Burns had him in the National Straight Track Championship final at Hillsville. He's in the state final and they withdrew him from that to now have a, a genuine attempt at winning this race. Exactly right. He's actually also one of our designers' favourite uh, greyhounds because he's such a beautiful dog and yeah. and he's, he's got a few little quirks, Tinker Norm, but he's a fast animal. I spoke to Craig Burns yesterday. I said, what box kind of do you want? And he goes, yeah, he goes, to be honest, mate, I'm just happy to be here. So that's a great sentiment cool. as well. And uh, yeah, I, I'm excited for Tinker Norm because he's got the ability to win a race like this. He's been knocking on the door and uh, I think he can run a big, big race regardless of where he's drawn. I wonder if... Burns, he's going to go as hard as old mate uh, Dan from New Zealand at the corporate events wow. throughout the week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that'd be something, wouldn't it? But just quickly, look at that. Postman Pat wants to get down to the fence. Amron Boy wants the fence. Um, Raiders guides got speed. Sage Tenier was a greyhound. I think Corey said went hard left in a trial. And Bears Bullet loves the rail as well. If Tinker Norm draws out wide, could honestly just whip right mm. round them while they're all bunching up. Tell you what, this box draw is huge. Absolutely huge. This is the biggest of the three draws. Probably the most prestigious race as well. The Group 1 National Sprint, the Sports Bet National Sprint. Uh, but the box draw in a sprint race at the Meadows Imperative. And we're going to get to that right now with the exclusive rights on the green light on Premier Racing Podcast. The stewards are raring to go. Roz, one of the stewards, has made her journey down from North, uh, North Victoria. So that just shows you they're coming from wide and far to do the box draw today. I tell you what, everybody I think in the whole of the Greyhound racing game right now is sitting there going, where does Postman Pat draw? Yeah. Where does he draw? If he draws the red, he's $1.50. If he draws the pink, maybe you get a price on it. $1.80. Up first, Bears Bullet has drawn box number six. Now so she's going to be putting on the speed, Jim. Speed and wants the fence as well, doesn't she? You're, yeah. you're our resident Queensland form guru. Yeah. Tell me more. Yeah, Tell lo me more. loves the fence. Lid Pings uh, wants to get down towards literally right on the rail 
under the lure. So um, yeah, we'll hum across. I think about a five. I reckon it'll be about a 5.05 to 5.10 sort of greyhound. Yeah, we, uh, we'll be right up in the firing line from the start, no doubt about that. We move on. Second dog drawn is Sage to Neil. Box number two. Goes left. They'll be happy, the WA Raiders, because uh, as I said, in that trial, she did go a little bit left and look for the rail, and she's a strong greyhound, so she can get a beautiful run in behind them. If there's a little bit of carnage with the speed in the race, she's right in this. Last greyhound to dominate the Nationals for WA. Weston Augie? Yeah. No, yeah. Tommy Shelby? There's been some good. Did he win the Nationals? He did, in Hobart, I think. Did he? I reckon you're making that up, Jim. Oh, I might have rolled in with some false information. But, uh, we'll have to check that we'll after check we finish. But, you, uh, if Raver's Army draws the one, the two's right in this. Yeah, and oh, look, there's a few that are going to be right in it. We'll see how the rest of the, yeah. the draw plays out. Now we'll move on to the next runner. So we've got six Bears Bullet, two Sage Chenille. The Sage Chenille's drawn nicely. We move on Here's now to Postman. Postman Pat in oh. box number three. He could not have drawn better. No. Postman Pat... Box number three, you boys, I, did, I didn't know Sage Tennille cut hard left, but you've come here and you've said hard, hard left. That makes the race for Postman You're putting Pat. a little bit of mayo on it. She does go left though, but Postman Pat makes the race. She's going to be slower out than him anyway, so uh, it'll be interesting oh, to see who draws box number one. Uh, hopefully it's not Tinker Norm for Postman Pat's no. sake because he does one off. That might make it a little bit four. difficult, but otherwise Postman Pat is, is drawn to perfection. We move on. Postman Pat in box three. Sage to Neil, box number two. Bears Bullet drawn box number six. And now we get to Modern Swinger, who is a railer, has drawn box number five, Modern Swinger, for Chris O'Brien. Six Jeez. starts from box one, this Greyhound. Four wins, two placings. But the form it just sort of drops the further out you go with Modern Swinger. The one thing I will say, consistently going 540s early at Whitworth Park, which is actually good going. So there is speed in this race. Thank you. I was going to say, first couple of steps I think is a bit tardy, but once it gets so going, right. absolutely motors. Yeah, it's got a big, big motor, and that middle sectional is probably where Modern Swinger is going to uh, make his dough. We move on. So four of them, four of the eight drawn. Postman Pat box number three just probably sitting there. Probably $1.10 currently, Postman Pat basically. Maybe a dollar oh five now. Raver's <laughs> Army's come up with box number four. There's so still box number one for Amron Boy, though. If that comes up, then uh, you might get a little bit of better of a price well, on Postman Pat. Gym, either... Box number four, I don't think that helps Raver's Army's chances no, whatsoever. It no. does make it hard. We've still got Amron Boy, Tinker Norm, Raider's Guide. And you're right, you probably don't want Tinker Norm in box number one of your Postman Pat, nor do you want Amron Boy smoking the pipe right behind you, Smithy. It could be a disaster. If Tinker Norm draws one and Amron draws the pink when they're both one opposite, really. Yep. Mm. Well, we move on. There's a couple of big names still to be decided as to where they'll start from in the Nationals this year. And oh, Tinker oh, the here we go. Tinker yeah. Norm box number one. It's probably a, it probably doesn't hinder Tinker Norm's chances too much. No, he does want to get off, but it's going to hinder the rest of the field's but chances. If Chenille wants to go to the fence, he yeah. might find him early. They come together and Pat goes past. Is that what you're getting at? Yeah, potentially, yeah. We move on. Box number one for Tinker Norms. So the Victorians so far, they might draw one, two, three. Yeah. Yeah. Corey just said if Amron draws the red, and next minute uh, Raiders Guide Tinker has Norm drawn seven. Raiders Guide seven with early speed from Tasmania. And I tell you what, that is speed outside. That is speed out wide, but it's also the big V, one, two, three. Uh, we'll move on and do the last one, which will be the wildcard entrant, Amron Boy, who will go into box number two. Box number eight, Jim. Uh, uh, box number eight, sorry. I've doubled up on Sage to Neil. Apologies. So they haven't gone one, two, three. Just nah, uh, disregard everything that I was going on about there. Amron Boy has drawn box number eight. That's why we have to follow the rules of the box draw and we have to draw them out because I would have put him in box number two. Well, I was getting real carried away. You're down here. It's on screen there for everyone to see. <laughs> It's, uh... <laughs> Not where he wants to be whatsoever, Amron nah, Boy. No, He's going to no, have good. to be an absolute superstar from there, which he is, but uh, it's going to make it nice and difficult. Raiders Guide, though, did go 509 in that trial. If it gets that down to a 504, 505, it'll put pressure on. Maybe Amron Boy can get the uh, the run across, mm. but it's going to be difficult from there. It's a it's a cracking box draw. It's it made it very, very interesting. And for those tuning in via the podcast, not the vodcast, Tinker Norm Box 1, Sage Tennille 2, Postman Pat 3, 4 Ravers Army, 5 Modern Swinger, 6 Bears Bullet, 7 Raiders Guide. Amron Boy's not in Box 2, so apologies to the Ennis Camp, who probably got a bit carried away with me there. Uh, box number 8, Reserves, Aussie Rock, Zippy Tesla. We are going to come back with the sports bet markets in just a moment. Yep. First look. Uh, Postman Pat, then Bears Bullet. Do you agree? Uh, yeah, give me Postman Pat, Sage Tennille. I reckon if it can avoid t Tinker Norm early, it's just going to get the perfect rails run. I'm going to stick with Pat. Uh, we are going to get to the uh, the draws now with the sports bet odds in just a moment. 
So yes, I am with Postman Pat from box number three, but it's now time, courtesy of sportsbet.com.au and Sportsbet's main man, or one of the main men at Sportsbet, is Mitchie Abaya. We've got the uh, the odds, the team out the back working feverishly in the short break to, uh, to have these, and we'll start off with the straight track championship at Hillsville on Saturday. Group three event, Valhalla, box number one. Take it away. Yeah, Mitchie. we'll go box by box. Uh, box one, Valhalla, $12. Box two, Shall Not, $5. Three, Unleash, Kalinda, $2.40. And favourite, four. Oscar Moses at $10. Five, Cash on Delivery, $21. Six, Federal Outlaw, the other South Australian at $21. Seven, maybe yesterday, $2.70. And the eight, Buy Buy Raider at $51. Your reserve, Cybertruck, $5.50. And Quinlan Bale at $6. Overs, unders, do we do we have a crack at any of those just by having a look at the early market, Smithy? I think the two Victorians will probably have a fair bit of support at $2.40 and $2.70. I know we spoke about at the start of the show that they're probably drawing a little bit upside down in the state final. They're that again. Uh, which makes it a little bit intriguing. But, um, yeah, it's I think probably the one and the two are the yep. ones that you could probably find a little bit of value in. Valhalla shall not. Whether they end up actually getting out a little bit in the market close to the jump, which it can happen and probably will happen, but I think those are the two that are the big prices for the winning chances. I reckon Valhalla will firm, uh, will firm a little bit, and I reckon yep. shall not's going to go the other way from box number two, but I do like the draw for shall not. I think it's going to be mighty, mighty hard to beat. Swinging our attention to the champion distance, so we move from Hillsville, about an 80 kilometre drive to the Meadows, which a lot of people will be taking on Saturday, let me tell you. And Mitch, zipping Neutron, box number one to kickstart the field there. Yeah, zipping Neutron off the red, $18. The two, Days of Thunder, and it's last race at $10. Your favourite off box three, Zohar Bale, $1.70. Four, Fast Minardi, $9.00. Five, Parloa King at $2.90. Six, Apawa Louise from New Zealand, $101. Seven, Zipping Vanessa at 18s, and I reckon a little bit of overs there. And eight, Ballistic Ant at 101s. Your reserves, Moraine Susie, $7.50, and Alfie Moon also at $7.50. I reckon Sportsbet are going to give you a gig doing this, Mitchie, because you're quite good at it. <laughs> Thanks, Jim. <laughs> There's one of value, Smithy. Stop licking your lips on set, mate. What do you oh, like? I oh, know. Zipping Vanessa for me, Jim. I touched on it earlier in the show when she was about $12 pre-box draw. I don't think the box draw is all that bad no, from box number seven. You're getting $18 about a greyhound that beat Parloa King last start that is $2.90, and you could argue that Zipping Vanessa's got a much, much better draw than Parloa King. So I'm keen at, at uh, $18, and I think it'll firm. Are you taking on our good friends at sportsbet.com.au, the traders, and saying they've got this one wrong? I might have to. <laughs> Take that team out the he, back. He didn't mind a little bit left, right back in the day. A lot of people think he's actually a penguin. You know, he, he came from Philip Island, he came up the sand, and somehow he's ended up here doing what he's doing now. Uh, only one eighth. <laughs> oh, well, we move on from that uh, to the champion sprint or the uh, the championship that is the national sprint. It's going to be a ridiculously good race. Group one, five twenty-five, the journey. Postman Patty Short, uh, take it away. Uh, what's your name again, Mitchie? <laughs> Box number three, he's come up short. He has come up short. We'll start at the top. Tinker Norm, who probably drawn a little bit upside down, $5.50. Two, Sage Tennille at $10. I think we'll have a bit of support there. Three, the Postman Pat at $1.50. And quite short, but we're all got it on top. Four, Ravers Army at $81. Five, Modern Swinger, $41. Six, Bears Bullet, an intriguing draw for it at $41. The Seven Raiders Guide at $30. I think it might be a slight bit of overs there and four, uh, sorry, for Amron Boy at eight at 440. Your reserves, number nine, Aussie Rocks at 750 and Zippy Tesla, the champ at $8.50. As soon as we saw the market, boys, we all thought Amron Boy might have been a little bit of unders at 440. Do you think yeah. that from box eight? Uh, he's probably a little bit of unders, but to be honest, 440 about... Amron Boy in any race Ooh. is probably you'd look at it initially and go that's a little bit of overs but in this race from box number eight it's uh, it's quite difficult Postman Pat I think's the right price though I'm, I'm yeah. picturing Corey Smith sending the Ennis Camp uh, fan mail yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, and you sending hate mail like no. it would be and it'd be just piling into the Ennis you Camp you know, for the Ennis's the peacock and myself he never says a bad word about him but, uh, you do <laughs> not, a, not about them no but uh, you, you look at the price of the market 550 Tinker Norm 440 Amron Boy I reckon that's the correct price if they swap the boxes. Yeah. Not. not See, I, I would have had that on boy three bucks nah. if he had box one. Nah. Couldn't, could, uh, if he was 440 from box one, I'd be. He wouldn't go um, around Postman Pat. Boys, pockets. boys, let's stop bickering. There's the draw. Postman Pat 150 in favour. I reckon we get to our punters punning club because you clearly have something to say. 
Punters Punting Club. I'll tell you what, it's uh, it's like doing yoga when you hear the Punters Punting Club noise. It just relaxates and it's just such a beautiful sound. I, I reckon we take a look first at the uh, the worst the stinger I've ever heard in my life. And Are you a yoga man? Relaxates you. Nah, no, apparently that's why it's I listen to it. Yours as well. I listen to the, uh, the the little stinger and that's like yeah. doing yoga as well yeah. as getting out. You clearly see that I'm not doing yoga because it's apparently hard work and and I don't do hard work. Uh, like I said about the stewards last time, we're on this exact set. I was only joking around Surprise. because I know well, Max how hard hasn't they come work. back since. No, that's right. <laughs> They're long gone, but the team at GRV and the stewards do do a wonderful job. But we are going to get into Punters Punning Club for Hillsville for the National Straight Track Championship. I'm kicking it off. Uh, I don't know what I'm doing here. I don't know if I've just gone a little bit rogue or what it is, but uh, I'm with right. Shell Not Number Two. I just think purely based on the draw, um, I think Darren Sultana's done a good job bringing the dog down, having a look at the track recently. So box number two, I think, plays to his advantage. Wide runner in three, Unleash Kalinda, who's not going to impact him. And if Valhalla misses the kick like he did in his exhibition trial, I think he gets a butte run. So five bucks, Shell Not. I actually reckon he'll drift. That's the. I was in two minds. Devil's advocate would be don't tip him because he's too short, but I think he'll get out to six, seven, eight dollars, and that's when we jump in. Yeah, I, I can see why you're, you're with Shell Not. He's an absolute superstar from New South Wales. He's had a look at the Hillsville track under trial and race conditions. He comes down in good form, so uh, he's going to be hard to beat. But my selection, Jim, I reckon we're looking, we're being a little bit too quick to ride off a champion, and I'm going with the fastest straight track dog that we have ever seen. He's a dual track record holder down the straight nine with Unleashed Kalinda. I think $2.40, I think that's a good price. I know you called it severe unders. <laughs> In the, uh, in the state final. I think you could make the argument that this race is actually weaker than the state final in some aspects, but uh, I'm with Unleashed Kalinda and I'm, I'm staying strong. Yeah, I, uh, I think he's drawn somewhat sticky. You could almost say he's a little bit unders again if you took the price the other day. He's 240, I know it's a... Uh, yeah, he's a good freak of an animal, but seven maybe yesterday for me, I think drawn well out wide. I know probably would rather down near the fence, but not gonna crash, run a straight line. If there's any trouble on the inside, uh, this dog's whipping down the outside. Don't forget, only got done by what, a third of a length, half a length mm. to unleash Kalinda. If unleash Kalinda decides that uh, just misses the kick slightly, I know it's st uh, stepped well the other day, but I think maybe yesterday is in the peak of its career. You do make a good point. Unleash Kalinda can be a little bit hit or miss. He jumped last start. Uh, there was half a length between them in the state final and maybe yesterday was actually making ground. We'll swing our attention to the stayers, the national uh, staying event and I tell you what I'm with Zohar Bale here team I just think they're betting a short price it's no surprise though $1.70 he's he's the best I think he's the best stayer in the country maybe barring like wildfire who we see go around in the speed star event on Wednesday and um, it's a talking point between you boys to have it another time I know one of them likes like wildfire the other likes Zohar Bale I think it is or vice versa but I just think he's, he's going to be too good the, the way the race is going to run with a couple of dogs from interstate that aren't going to run the times that that Zohar Bale can run I think he'll just be too good. Yeah, it's hard to argue that point. He's been such a, an absolute star over the 700 the last few weeks and he's coming into it in perfect form. But I'm with one that I think is significant overs in Zipping Vanessa. This Great. is a greyhound that beat Parloa King, who's $2.90 in this, this market at the moment. She's $18. Yeah. She's a greyhound that has a bit of early speed in a race that's devoid of it. And I just think it's a massive, massive price. So I'm happy to be with Zipping Vanessa uh, on an each way basis. But at $18, I think you've got to have something on. I, I 100% agree. So I'd, be, I'd be same race multiing Zohar Bale, responsibly of course with Sportsbet, but I'd be doing Zohar Bale yep. and I'd be doing Zipping Vanessa to be right up there as well because $18 is mad and we were just chatting a moment ago off air, I was suggesting that if you're having a bet, you're backing Zipping Vanessa at $18 I think because the price yep. is, is so far and above what it should be, but if you're tipping trying to find the winner, I think Zohar Bale is the most likely chance to win the race. Yeah, I'm with you, I'm with Zohar Bale as well, but I think that the way you could go about it is back sipping Vanessa out the 18s. You know, it's probably going to jump, what, 10s, 12s? Yep. And then wait for Zohar Bale to drift. I, I don't think many will pile in at the $1.70. I know the dog's a freak, but it's still got a bit to prove over the distance trip, especially off the draw. I think it'll get out to probably 2.30, 2.40 at the jump. So uh, Zohar Bale for me. On Zohar Bale too. There's a lot of greyhounds that are going to be looking for that exact same run where they're going to be back in the field and weaving yep. their way through. They, they don't have a jockey on board. They've got to steer their way through and that race sense is going to shine. So uh, Palawa King, you've got Zohar Bale, Days of Thunder, they're all going to get back and they're all going to rock at home. So if they're all running for the same run, maybe something can happen and the, the front runners can get away with it. Looking toward the future, boys, who would win a match race over 715 metres between Like Wildfire and Zohar Bale? Who would win it? Come on, go head to head. Oh, it's hard. Zohar Bale does Yeah, I am, but it does its work from coming off the speed. And, you know, we saw the other day when it led at Sandown Park, it only went 4160. Yes, the track was off a little bit, but they can burn the candle mm. uh, opposed to just getting the camp on them and then just mowing them down once the others have done all the hard work. So uh, I'd like to see like Wildfire with a couple more runs under Robbie Britton first. Mm. 
Yeah, a, cu- a couple more runs and I'd be declaring like yeah. wildfire, to be honest. I want to be in front, particularly in, in match races. I know that sometimes it can lend itself to greyhounds coming off the speed and charging home, but uh, I just want to be in front in just about every race that I'm tipping or punting or, or whatever it is that I'm doing. I, I want to be in front in the race. Mm, like wildfire is the future of staying racing. Now for the big one, the Group 1 National Sprint, the Sports Bet National Sprint at the Meadows. And I tell you what, my punters punting club, I reckon we might be coming together as a team, boys, because Postman Pat, you want to come a bit closer or not? No. No. There's no rollers. No, that's all right. There's no, there's no <laughs> rollers on these chairs. I'm with Postman Pat. I think he wins. Uh, I think the draw, although Tinker Norm being in box one isn't great, um, yeah. that's the only knock I have on Postman Pat because I think he'll hold the outside brigade. If Sage Tennille can take somewhat a little bit of care of, of Tinker Norm in the first 20 metres, I think Postman Pat will jump and run. And this is the best he's drawn in a, in a long time. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm obviously with Postman Pat as well. I think we all are. There's no no real spoils in the price at $1.50, but he's a greyhound that can be electric early. He can be strong uh, in the run home. He can be tough in that middle section if he needs to be. So he's probably got all the tools to be the best greyhound in Australia at the moment, and he needs to really stamp his authority in a race like this and go on and, and do more. But he's he's an absolute star, Postman Pat, and from the draw, he's going to be hard to beat. Same thing as the other day. Uh, he won, beat Tinker Norm, open around that dollar fifty mark drifted to about two thirty, two forty on the jump. I think you'll probably see the same thing again. I don't imagine he's going to step at a dollar fifty in this race, and there will always be support for other greyhounds at longer odds. I think Bears Bullet at forty ones is probably a little bit overs as well, considering the early speed and if it can whip across. But yeah, I can't see him be, seeing him be beaten. What are you really gambling with? Call Gamblers Help one 858 or visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. We're just about to uh, to wrap up what has been a monstrous edition of the Green Light on Premier Racing podcast. I'd like to thank you, Smithy. And you, Mitchie, we'll start with you. You've enjoyed your time on the uh, the sports bet set here, Chatting Dogs. An absolute pleasure, Jim. I did, uh, when Dan Roberts jumped in this chair, had a little bit of a break and got to go get some fresh air and saw a little uh, parking ticket flapping in the wind on a Mercedes out there. So I hope that's yours. But uh... Bullcrap, mate. I went down there and there's nothing on mine because I paid this time, unlike you two clowns who somehow get away with never paying for parking the one time I don't do it and bang, they hit me hard. Well, hang on a second. I've got the app for the parking. I offered to pay for your parking. You didn't remember your own bloody red joke. Yeah, cool. He goes, oh, Too many cars in the the garage. Thanks for your time, (laughs) (laughs) Mitchie. Loved it, Jimmy. Loved it. Well, there we go. Big thanks to the team out the back who were able to put this podcast together. Until next time, good luck, safe travelling, happy putting, and get around the big V in the Nationals at the Meadows and Hillsville this week. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, call the number on the screen or visit the website.